the Lord is good to me. And so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need, the sun and the trees and the apple seed. The Lord is good to me. Amen. 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 I mean, it sounds pretty fun. It was good. It was pre- it was great. That was how they did grace at the dinner that I went to. Huh, I don't get it. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to I Don't Get It. A podcast about performance in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I'm Fonda. I'm Paul. And we are now part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Woo! Fanfare. What does that mean, Fonda? What have we signed ourselves up for? Well, it means that we are now a member of a a wide group of podcasts that are uh, recording in Edmonton and around Alberta. And yeah, so hopefully this means that we get to cover more stuff. The dream. Yeah. Living the dream. We are on the network. Um, so we went and saw some saw some stuff this week. Uh, what did we see? Uh, I went to a family dinner, an actual literal family dinner, um, and then I saw the show about that dinner. Um, it was uh, Justine Chambers' family dinner lexicon, and I also got to see some indigenous dancers uh, at a tribe called Red last night. Cool, that was great. What did you see, Paul? Great. I saw a show called Over Her Dead Body by a Small Matters Production, which is sort of a uh, a clown uh, show in maybe not in the sense of like people in nose um, clown, but uh, but in the sense of that sort of like Mr. Bean world would probably <laughs> be like the best um, the best comparison um, where we have sort of like these characters who are sort of working through these situations, mostly wordlessly in that sort of clown logic way. Cool. OK, well, what so what was over her dead body? Like, what was the story? What was it about? Um, great. It was about a. um a mother and daughter. It was about the mother-daughter relationship. Um, and so a mother, a mother uh, has seemingly passed away, and her her sort of high-strung daughter comes home for to to mourn, uh, only to find out that that maybe maybe mom isn't so dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sort of ex- it's exploring their their relationship through these sorts of um, situations and uh, and uh, a very very sort of clown logic, uh, not in the sense of a traditional clown show in terms of like. In this show, there is a fourth wall. Um, the audience isn't sort of – they aren't aware of the audience, but there are takes to the audience. Right. In, so there's in, not that kind of like audience participation no. expectations that you might often get with a clown show. Yeah. No, you're not – nobody's getting pulled on stage. Nobody's getting like uh, directly directly pointed out. More just like hot hot takes to, to you over over big situations. And it was, uh, it was a really fun physical comedy. There was uh, – there was some really great um, prop-based jokes and comedy. Uh, not often does prop comedy get the shout-out it's usually due. Um, but in this one, without spoiling uh, some of the, the great moments in the, in the show, uh, a coffin sort of transforms into, into uh, something incredible um, that sort of stunned the audience the, that I saw it with. Um, as well as some some dark humor, some dark humor with um, deceased pets and, oh and what sorts of things happen with them uh, in a very funny, funny way. Well, can you give us a for instance of one of these deceased pets? Sure. <laughs> um, uh, imagine five cats in shoebox graves. 
And then, uh, and then uh, someone uh, puts out a match and, and accidentally tosses it into one of said uh, graves to see, uh, uh, you know, smoke and, and fire and, and pets. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, so uh, so yeah, it was a very it was a very sweet show. Um, it marked the the return to the stage of Jan Henderson, sort of a a local clown legend who's mm-hmm. been teaching clown and sort of a, a highly acclaimed clown course in Edmonton, but hasn't been on stage for for more than two decades. And wow. and her physical comedy was was great. It was uh, it was a delight to watch. Um, she was uh, her her partner in the show is Christine Lesiak. Uh, and and they're very different um, physical performers, and they're they're very different heights, which adds to adds to a lot of comedy. Um, but yeah, there were there were these moments of, of of sweetness and the mother daughter relationship being explored through you know the similarity and and difference. Uh, mom is very uh, freewheeling in this in this situation. The daughter is more high strung. She has a she has like a uh, what's it called uh, antibacterial. Um, oh, oh, like the like the sanitized gel. Yeah, or she has yeah. it on a string on her belt, like ready to go. <laughs> which you know, mom's mom's freewheeling, freewheeling way, especially with um, deceased pets, sort of mm-hmm. uh, increasingly presses that button over and over. Um, but yeah, yeah, really, a really um, uh, fun and, and delightful show. Great, and is it still running? It. Is if you are listening to this before December 9th, twenty seventeen. Oh, yeah, so um, another week later. Yeah, so it's running. Uh, it's at the Backstage Theater, which is just a uh, round back of the uh, the ATB Arts Barns. Yeah, that's right. That's, the ATB that's Arts Barns, right. just like our network, right? The Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ATB. Great, cool. Um, well, that's great. That's a cool thing about we get reviewing theater now is that things actually have a run of more than two days <laughs> yeah yeah the, you can you can listen to a review and then maybe uh maybe go see it so we should be maybe a little more mindful about spoilers uh going forward in our that's true in general just, that's just true. something to think about yes um, or not or not we'll see <laughs> people will just know us for our spoilers anyway um so yes um we were also going to talk a little bit now while we're on the subject of ATB how about that sure um, cool segue yeah cool that was that was my my first ATB segue mm-hmm. of many um, we wanted to talk a little bit about something very cool that is going to happen soon in our city ATB is going to open an arts and culture branch uh, in the CKUA building and what does that mean Fonda so this is an idea a brainchild of Ben Spencer at ATB and he um, they're a essentially opening a branch that will cater to people who work in the arts and culture sector. So, you know, we have unconventional income sometimes. Mm -hmm. And when we need to go and do things like, I don't know, start a business or get a loan or a mortgage, it's kind of hard to prove to people who don't understand our sector what, what, how we make money. Or, or very little of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the arts and culture branch is the sort of uh, new brainchild that is going to cater to um, our sector. And that's pretty cool, I think. It's going to be opening very soon in the next few weeks. So to hear more about that arts and culture branch or to stay informed on when it's going to open and things like that, you can go to atp.com slash listen. Cool. Yeah. All right. So. Let's talk about dinner, Fonda. Oh, my God. There was so much food and dancing. Um, so I went to see uh, two pieces 
essentially this week. Um, one was where I actually ate dinner with a group of people, um, mm-hmm. many of them performers in the show. That would become family dinner lexicon. Um, This is Justine Chambers' show. uh, She's brought it in from Vancouver. So essentially the first half is an actual dinner. We were all invited to someone's house. Um, There were eight people who um, were in the show. Sure, okay. Um, And then the rest of us were dinner guests. So there was another 10 people there that were dinner guests. Um, we had a vegan shepherd's pie. I was just going to ask yeah. what you ate. <laughs> yeah, vegan shepherd's pie and steamed broccoli. And there was a really good salad that had like mint in it. Mm. Um, yes, it was delicious. And so, um, and lots of wine. The wine flowed very freely. And I think that of was, course. I think that was on purpose to kind of loosen people up a little bit because it wasn't really, even though it was called family dinner, it wasn't really. A family dinner. It was dinner with strangers. Right. Other than the performers, nobody really knew each other. Right. So you're in number one, you're kind of in a situation where you're like self-conscious to begin with a little bit because you know that the dancers are sort of watching um, to see what you'll do or to pick up gestures from you. Okay. so so what did you know going into that about like what this dinner was going to be used for, I guess? Yeah, so you know that the dinner is going to be used for lexicon. Um, the lexicon is um, essentially the gestural language that is brought that um, that creates the show, but it's sourced from all of the dinners before that show. So, so there were two dinners before Lexicon was presented this weekend. Right, and so based on that, they were watching how you ate and and turned that into performance or like pulled things from how everybody ate and uh, and used those to inspire their movement. Yeah, and there was some sort of very purposeful moments where you could tell they were trying to get more movement happening. So they, okay. there was this sort of like very kind of like not formal, but it was there was a when they were filling everyone's plates, it was a very sort of technical, you know, like you have to hold your plate up and they would switch it out and then, you know, put something else on it. And sure. you did not know what plate you were going to be given. So gotcha. and you couldn't choose your serving size. <laughs> Great. Cool. So some people got like a huge amount. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, and it was all very um, uh, it felt very controlled. Okay. To that point. And then as soon as the plates went down on the table, it was more so just eat. Um, sure. And so, you know, we ate and we were all chatting and things like that. One of the gentlemen who is uh, sitting near me at, uh, at the table has seen the performances since they started doing them two or three years ago in Vancouver. Oh, cool. And he was like, he knows that one of the gestures in the show is one that they reliably use all the time. And he knows that it's from him. Oh, and he's so yeah. so proud. So it's this, and he was explaining. He's like, it's this part where he pushes his chair back, sl- puts his napkin down on his um, on his leg, and leans forward. And that's just kind of how he. And he's just like, I know it was me. They use it all the time, and that's it. So you know, I'm sitting there eating dinner um, and trying to think, okay, what am I doing? What like, ha- am I touching my face? Am I, you know, what am I doing that they're going to pick up from me? Um, right, because eating is like something we're all kind of like we do it and we just do it the way we do it. But because of that, we're very self-conscious if we're thinking about it. You know, yeah. I, I have a beard. I have to be aware of that when I eat food. <laughs> that is part of how I eat food. But I, I just sort of do that without thinking about it too much. But if I'm out with friends, say, mm-hmm. I think about it way more. I'm way more conscious of 
of keeping the old beard clean. Yeah, and I don't know for just personally, I felt almost doubly self conscious too because as like sort of the dance critic in the room, sure. I feel like there's no way I can hide. Like this is the worst audience participation nightmare I could think of. <laughs> great, great. Okay, so so you had dinner, um, you you did this thing, and then you went to the show, sort of based on that and and myriad other dinners. Yeah, and so the show last night, um, it's. Uh, eight performers they are lined up uh sort of like at one long table um and they are eating dinner in front of the audience okay um they start with grace um mm-hmm. like we did at the dinner um the one thing that i know was definitely from the dinner that i was at was the singing of johnny appleseed to okay. to do grace um the Vander Kirkhove's mom was there, and she's uh, she's they love singing. I'm not sure if she's a singing teacher, but she led everyone in a rousing rendition of Johnny Appleseed. Great, amazing. <laughs> um, and so then at the at the show, um, one of the dancers sang Johnny Appleseed, and the rest of the performers were doing a different kind of grace. One was saying Hail Mary, another was saying in French. Like there was, they were all doing like the many ways that people could say grace at a family dinner. Cool. So that was how it started. And then the first bites, there's there was just kind of like a very, very deliberate pace set for each dancer taking a first bite. Um, and you were watching them individually. The focus was individual across uh, down the table. Sure, yeah. And then they all just started eating. Okay. Um, there was some really great moments where it looked sort of Last Supper style, like the Da Vinci painting mm-hmm. where they're all in like big tableau. There's like huge gestures, things like that. And there was one of the parts that I recall the most clearly was they were all, they kind of stopped eating for a while and then were just sort of like looking around the room. Um, but there were, pairs and triples and like they were doing they were kind of doing it in a canon but not really okay um and it was just sort of like people who are getting bored like you know you can recognize just like this is a point where the conversation at the table is lulling right um and so everyone's sort of bored and looking around a little bit Okay, two questions. Sure. One, um, was dinner the same as, as practice dinner? No. The dinner that I had, they had um, on the stage, they had a pasta dinner. Ah, yes. okay. Second, yeah. was that dude's gesture in the show? Yes, it was. All right. I recognized it very clearly as soon as he described it. and Or as soon as it happened, I thought, well, there it is. <laughs> he, he nailed it. He was correct. And what was great was that the some of the larger gestures they would do in loops. Um, so it wasn't just one dancer doing doing one gesture and that would be it. There would be um, different ones that would kind of pick up the same gesture. And then so you see the choreography really start to kind of like shape itself after a while. Um, And yeah, you know, if you didn't have the dinner with them, you still would have really got something out of the show. There was a lot to watch. Um, The arc of it really was just about finishing the meal. (laughs) Right. That was the narrative, so to speak. Yeah. And one of the coolest parts, uh, lighting wise, I guess, was that most of the show was lit um, up top on top of the table. So Mm -hmm. you could see people eating. You could see you really see their expressions, the chewing, the swallowing. Right. (laughs) Um, But one phase of the dance, uh, the top lighting went down and then all of the footlights came up. So you could only really see what was happening under the table. Wow. Okay. Um, And so there's all these kind of like, you know, uh, 
the language of people, you know, sort of like trying to cross their legs and kick each other and things like that. Um, and yeah, it was it was without seeing any of their faces really very well. The legs still had a lot of personality, which I thought was kind of cool. Cool. Great. Yeah. Um, did you recognize any of your own eating gestures in this show as no, far as you could tell? You know, I kind of thought maybe some of the mouth like chewing with the mouth open or something could have been me. <laughs> OK. OK. But I couldn't I couldn't really think of anything specific that I did and also maybe because I felt so guarded at the actual dinner I was right. really conscious of like trying not to make any big gestures I'm a very handsy talker like naturally yes so <laughs> I, yes that's great that's um, great so I was just yeah I didn't so I didn't pick up anything really specific that I was like oh that's definitely something I did um and I don't know that I really picked up um a lot of the other stuff that even the other people at the dinner that I was at other than Johnny Appleseed which was super obvious Mm -hmm. um but yes there was one um where uh it's someone when someone sort of throws their head back leans back and they did a little bit of a circle in their chair um i think that i recognized that from one of the other people at dinner but that was kind of other than that it was was like sort of a typical um dinner with like a lot of different sorts of people and just kind of noticing all the weird nuance and uh kind of odd odd pauses in conversation there wasn't really a lot of talking at all um in the show right um, even though at the dinner there was a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it just, it, you could, but you could still almost feel that they were having conversations or right, that they were right. reacting to conversations. Okay. Yeah. Um, as, as an audience, what's it like, what's it like to, to watch people eat as, as a show? I feel that there was, it was a little bit uncomfortable. Like, I don't like it when people watch me eat. <laughs> sure. Fair. Um, and watching other people eat also just like the very deliberate moments where one person takes a bite of something. They're the only person moving and they're chewing and chewing and chewing. And it's kind of like, oh, this is sort of gross. <laughs> this, this thing we all do. Three to five times a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it like in certain ways, you're asking to be, you're focusing on something very intimate and mm-hmm. and primal, right? Like mm-hmm. when 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 someone is hungry and food gets in front of them, like they're just if they're not conscious about what they're doing, they look they look crazy. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, in that way, and also just um. Kind of, well, I guess the stereotype and things like that about, you know, like dancers eating, um, like, you know, especially something like pasta um, or or bread. It was, yeah, it was just kind of watching something that you felt was like a little bit um, rare. Cool. Mm-hmm. Real cool. Real cool. Yeah. So that was Family Dinner, Justine Chambers' show. Um, and yeah, it was it was fun. Great. I don't know that I would ever eat dinner with dance a group of dancers again. Okay. <laughs> Knowing that they were trying to record all of the stuff that was going on. Sure, sure. <laughs> but I think I think few among us yeah. are, are in that that situation of like, oh no, the posterity will be saved of how I ate this this vegan shepherd's pie. Yeah, it was actually really good vegan shepherd's pie. I'm not a vegan, and it was uh, it was awesome. Right. I I would eat that again for sure. Great. Cool. So, okay, um, now that we're part of the Alberta Podcast Network powered mm-hmm. by ATB, uh, we wanted to actually give a little bit of a plug for one of our podcast buddies on the network. Um, 
which also kind of focuses a little bit on dance, but not really. It's called Bollywood is for Lovers. Right, right. And it's, uh, as the name implies, it is a podcast all about the, the Bollywood cinema uh, going on in the world. Uh, it's it's produced in Edmonton and is the uh, number one uh, Bollywood podcast in Pakistan. It, I believe it's the number one podcast in Pakistan, period. Wow. Um, but yeah, so there you go. There's your Superstar Edmonton podcast. Um, it, it's hosted by Matt Bowes and Aaron Fraser. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Bollywood, as we know, has some pretty great dancing in the movie. Sure does. Yeah. So check that out. You can find it on the CKUA radio app. Cool. All right, Fonda. So you uh, you also mentioned you went to a tribe called Red. Yeah, Treat of Treats. Um, so next Edmonton's Next Gen had a thing called City Jam for a lot of um, local volunteers. So this mm-hmm. was actually a free show for vo- Edmonton volunteers Ooh. to go to. Um, and Tribe Called Red played. Uh, it was a great show. And I'm bringing it up because they had these two amazing dancers accompanying them at the show. Um, so Angela Gladue and Matthew Wood, known as Lunacy and Creation, respectively. Uh, fantastic dancers. They came out. Um, there was some segments where they were doing sort of like beat boy, beat girl dancing. Um, really like hip hop, great style. Um, cool. And then also coming out in full regalia and doing jingle dancing and fancy dancing. And um, Creation did, a, I think, a grass dance as well. And it was, it was just super great to see um, some fantastic indigenous dancing mixed with this great sort of like, you know, really hyped up DJ set. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was fantastic. And I would definitely suggest uh, checking out some of the YouTube videos that they have out there because it's just super amazing to see cool how does it affect um your your appreciation of of the music that's being played sort of uh, a tribe called red uh music uh well well we have sort of these these two dancers sort of um center stage while that's happening how does that sort of affect the the general concert going experience for me, I I loved it. I I love watching dance. Of course, this mm-hmm. is one of the reasons that we do this show. Yeah. Um, but yeah. If, uh, also, sometimes DJ shows are pretty still. I guess mm-hmm. like to watch visually. Um, if you're not if you're not dancing yourself, then there's not always a lot to see during a DJ show. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, some guys behind some turntables. Right. Maybe not some... to say that a tribe called Red does that. Um, but they're yeah, because they're pretty cool themselves. They're animated and really getting the crowd going. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, being able to watch um, dancers, um, d- also doing dance that you don't normally get to see. Right. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. It was great. And they're, they're on tour all the way until January. So yeah, check them out. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's that's about it for today, I think. I think that's all we got. Yeah. Great. So what's what's next? What's on the What's on the horizon? It's it's Nutcracker and Christmas Carol season. Yes. Round the world. Tis the season. So I'm going to go talk to a couple of kids in the Alberta Ballet Nutcracker next week. Cool. Um, that runs December 7th to t- 7th to 10th here in Edmonton. And then they have other dates in Calgary as right. well. Even on Christmas Eve. What? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also, Mile Zero does have a couple of shows coming up. One is called Naked with Tony Olivares and Katrina Smy on December 8th and 9th. Um, I can only assume that that will involve nudity. 
just saying. I mean, it's right there in the name. <laughs> and Chances then they, are good. Yeah, and then there's another one called How to Say Goodbye, an obituary for Canadian history on December 16th. Um, and that one is a free event, part of their um, wrapping up their Canada 150 uh, conversations that they've been having. Right, right. They've been doing these these sort of party art parties throughout throughout the year, and this is the the ultimate one. This is the the end the end of Canada 150. Yes, and then uh, and then a Christmas Carol at the Citadel is I think amping up right now in in its previews and and heading into heading into showtime. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I guess we should probably get a move on and go see some shows. <laughs> All right, right. As we as we when we're not recording this podcast, we're either en route to or coming from shows. Yes. Or this, in shows. This is how it works. Tis cool. the season. Okay. Well, well, thanks everybody. All right. Bye. I don't get it is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network and powered by ATB. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or check us out on AlbertaPodcastNetwork.com or the CKUA radio app. I Don't Get It is recorded on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton, Alberta in the Edmonton Community Foundation's podcast studio. Our theme music is Mountain Time by Ghibli, and you can find more of Ghibli's music by going to ghibli.bandcamp.com. I Don't Get It is produced by Andrew Paul, Fonda Mithrush, and Paul Blenow. Sit here,